Hello and welcome to another edition of the Aviva podcast. My name is Ben Moss and today we are going to be talking technology. I'm back at Aviva's digital garage in Hoxton Square. They've very kindly, they've brought me up to the second floor this time. We're overlooking the square and we're recording this early December. It's very Christmassy. The bars across the other side of the road have got their Christmas trees up and their twinkly lights. It's, it's dark outside. It looks very, very nice indeed. But we're here to talk about technology and I'm very pleased to say I'm joined by Ben Luckett. MD of Aviva Ventures, uh, almost a regular, I'd say, on the Aviva podcast now. But we're also joined by Rule Peters, founder and CEO of Roost, a company that Aviva Ventures has actually invested in. So, first up, uh, only uh, right we start with our guests. So, Rule, lovely to meet you. Thank you for joining us on the Aviva podcast. Very, very obvious question. Um, what does Roost do? What, what are you doing in the technology space at the moment? So we think of ourselves as a uh, home telematics platform for the property insurance uh, industry. So what that means is we have developed um, a couple of sensor products and our first one is actually a 9-volt battery. So it literally looks like a 9-volt battery that goes into your smoke alarm. We've got one here, haven't we? So if we just reach across and grab it. That's correct. We always uh, need to... Uh, uh, hold one up uh, when we're doing this. Even even on when it's just audio, we'll still absolutely because it, it makes it much more visual, right? So it's a nine volt battery. You plug it into your existing smoke alarm, but it's not just a regular nine volt battery. It's a Wi-Fi enabled, cloud connected, sensor packed nine volt battery. So when that alarm goes off and you're not at home, it will actually give you notification on your uh, smartphone. But it is. It's just. It looks like a nine volt battery. It's white and blue. It's maybe smarter than your average battery you might get, but. It doesn't look particularly any different, apart from the bottom comes off, doesn't it? And that's where the kind of clever bit is. So that can connect to my Wi-Fi if I have it in my yeah, house. That's exactly right. It's a, it's, it's all about the simplicity, ease of use. It, it looks like a nine volt battery. If you're, if you're able to, and if you have installed a nine volt battery in your life, you can install a smart nine volt battery. And what does a smart 9-volt battery do? What, what does that do? Obviously, I've got a smoke alarm in my house. It's got one of those batteries in it. When there's some smoke, it'll start going off. So what does that do differently? So when that smoke alarm goes off, it makes a loud sound. And uh, we actually pick up that sound and uh, we uh, listen to the pattern of that sound. So we can actually distinguish between a smoke alarm going off and a CO alarm going off. It, the battery then connects uh, to the Wi-Fi and uh, to our cloud, and then it actually gives you a message on your phone that uh, the smoke alarm is going off. Now, secondly, there is uh, if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night when that thing starts chirping, when your battery's uh, uh, about to die, that doesn't happen with, uh, with our uh, solution because we actually let you know in advance uh, when you have to replace it which uh, smoke alarm it is that uh, you have to replace. And it doesn't happen very often because uh, we have uh, uh, nearly five years of battery life uh, on the product itself. I've been looking at it for a while and although it is just it just looks like a battery it's quite mind-blowing what you've managed to put into what looks like a standard battery. If we just grab the other product so right. I'll just describe it first and you can tell us what it is. So how do I describe this? It's oval in shape, it's white again, it looks like it's got a speaker built into it because it's got those small holes. It says roost on it and underneath is a kind of rubber matting so it looks like it wouldn't move around and with some very narrow uh, wires, I suppose wire tubing kind of stuck to the bottom of it. Um, I don't quite know what to describe. What it would, what would you say it looks like? Have you got it? Uh, we, we think of it as a pebble. Uh, 
Very good. It looks like, it does exactly look like a pebble. So tell us, what does this pebble do? Uh, so this is um, a water leak and freeze detector. Uh, and again, it's a uh, smart water leak and uh, freeze detector. So when um, you place this under your sink in your kitchen, under your water heater, um, boiler, uh, under your um, uh, washing machine, and when a leak starts developing, it uh, will pick it up. There's these, the two rings on the bottom are uh, two metal uh, rings. When water crosses it, it actually gives you an alert. It also has a a temperature and a humidity sensor uh, inside so it will detect high humidity uh, events as well as uh, a freezing temperatures so when this is in your basement and uh, it gets close to freezing temperatures um, uh, because of the frost outside or the heating that uh, has broken down it will give you again an alert so you can do something before your uh, uh, pipes are freezing. We better bring in uh, Ben Luckett from Aviva Ventures now. You made an investment in the summer into Roost you make these products I mean from the description we've just had, it's maybe quite easy to see why. But what was it that attracted you to Roost? Yeah, so there are a number of reasons. So <clears throat> we make investments in businesses that we think have a alignment to the future of insurance. And as we've discussed before, Ben, we're very interested in the future of insurance being around prevention. So in home insurance, for example, we pay out a lot of claims. We're interested in technology that can help prevent those claims. And that's very, very useful for our customers. And in this case, so Rule described the, the, the battery. Um, preventing your house burning down is obviously a very important um, element for our customers. So we invested in, in, in Roost because of the product. We also make investments because of the team. So Rule and the team are fantastic. They've got great experience. Um, they've run businesses before. And we're really impressed by their vision and also their thinking around how the insurance industry needs to needs to change. And I guess the final reason is that this is a product that actually could become ubiquitous. Most people will have a fire alarm in their house. Most people have um, appliances that may leak. So actually, this is relevant to, to all of our customers and all of our customers worldwide. So we were very happy to be the, the lead investor in what's called their Series B round. Um when you first either heard of Roost or, or saw those products for the first time, was it, I'm going to use a cliche, was it like a light bulb moment? Did you see that and think, I've, we've got to at least find out more about this company? Was it immediate? Yeah, absolutely. And particularly with the battery, what the beauty of that is, is that actually you don't need a connected device in your home. The battery actually makes your, your smoke alarm connected. And the connected home is, is growing, but by all, by no means is it mass market. And we were very attracted by the concept of turning dumb devices into smart devices. And for us, that was very much a, a light bulb moment because for all the companies that we'd looked at, most of them were engaged in actually building or delivering devices that were smart per se, whereas this was coming at it from a completely different angle. And absolutely, that was immediately worth finding more about. Yeah, so Rule, when I was looking at these, I kind of thought the battery particularly is, is retrofitting brilliant new technology onto something which is well established and, and everyone's kind of aware of. Was that, is that difficult to do? Is that difficult to even think of the idea, let alone build it? Um... Well, let's 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 put it this way. Name me one other Wi-Fi product that has five years of battery life, is this size, the size of a nine-volt battery, and retails for uh, thirty-five dollars. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, and so um, uh, is it hard? Yeah, it, it is, and that that's why they call it hardware. You know, um, so it, it's uh, as as um, uh, Ben alluded to. I mean, the the team uh, that we have assembled as 
Uh, we've, we come out of the semiconductor industry. We come out of uh, the um, uh, consumer electronics industry. Uh, we've got veterans from uh, Logitech uh, on our team, people that have built uh, products that sell in the millions, the tens of millions uh, of, uh, of devices uh, where design is important, user adoption is, is, is really critical, but you want to make it simple. You want to make it easy to use. And um, combining those different facets in, in, in a small little package, that's not easy. So how long does it take you to come up with the, the, the battery or the, or the leak detector? How long does that take from even sitting down with a piece of paper thinking, what am I going to do, to the point where you actually have one held in your hand? Yeah, to the point where you actually hold one in your hand, that's not that long uh, because uh, the prototyping stages uh, you, these days with uh, 3D printing and things like that are, are actually pretty well established and uh, pretty advanced. Um, but uh, if you look at an even from a prototype stage to on the hardware side, you actually, these are made out of uh, plastics and so you're talking about actual molds uh, that are made out of metal and need to be hardened and uh, so you have a whole process uh, from a manufacturing perspective, uh, what we call PB1, PB2, uh, PP, pre so it's pilot builds, one, two, pre-production all the way to MP, uh, mass production, and then even ramping your mass production from the first couple of hundred to a couple of thousand to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, all these steps uh, require um, uh, certain testing, validation uh, along the way. So uh, to answer your question, from, from initial concept to when you're actually shipping uh, thousands or tens of thousands of units, you're, you're easily talking 12 months or even 12 to 18 months um, start to finish. And that must be quite a nervous 12 to 18 months because you, you've done rounds of funding, you've raised millions of pounds for different investors. You think you've got a good idea but maybe it's not until it's built and that you start showing it to people and hopefully you start seeing some sales ticking over or companies like maybe Aviva saying we want to take some and, and put them onto our customers. That's when you finally think, I think this was a good idea. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And so that this is where, I mean, even just a little story here. Uh, um, when we started the... Um, uh, uh, the company and uh, with the concept of the nine volt battery, um, there was other ways of testing the market, and and so we did very early in our uh, existence a, a Kickstarter campaign, yeah, um, where it, it basically you can test market, you can describe the concept, uh, you have a prototype at that point, you 3D print it, and you can actually figure out uh, are people interested at what price points and, and so forth. So that gives very valuable feedback uh, uh, at that point, um, but. Quite frankly, where we started at that point was very much a, a B2C or a retail-focused uh, play. Um, I, three years ago, I knew nothing about insurance. I had, apart from my own uh, home insurance policy, I had never talked uh, to uh, uh, the insurance industry. So, uh, but once we started to have the product out in the market, it was actually insurance executives, insurance companies that came to us and basically said, hey, we, we really want to talk to you guys. And, and we kind of scratched our head and said, like, why? I mean, please help me, help me, exp uh, uh, please explain why you guys are interested. And so um, we've, we've, I've learned more about insurance uh, in the last uh, two, three years than I probably care to know. Uh, but I learn more every day. And it's a fascinating industry um, that uh, I'm just very happy to be a, a part of and, and uh, being able to help the industry move from that indemnification model to a prevention uh, model uh, and, and we really believe we can uh, uh, contribute uh, to that. 
just one other uh, aspect is once that was the first product with with the nine volt battery. Once we started talking to the uh, insurance industry, that's how we came up with the water leak and freeze detector. Because once you start talking to the insurance guys, they start talking about water leaks. So that really was a customer focused uh, and customer now being our insurance customers, um, and was designed in conjunction with the insurance industry uh, to uh, to develop that product. That's a, a good point. Bring me on to you. Um, Ben, you're from one of the insurers who showed a lot of interest in these products and obviously yeah. invested yeah. in them. How are these products helping the Aviva customers now? Yeah, so it's a good question. So we we see there are three key areas where we're supporting our customers. There's security, there's safety, and there's there's water. Um, safety really is 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 through the the battery. Water um, is is through the leak detector, and, and where it really plays in is as I was talking about before we pay out millions of pounds in claims which is what we're in business to do but actually the result of of of, of that or why that happens is often because our customers lives have been disrupted by events that were out of out of their control and when we move to a world of of prevention we think that that's really going to be a win-win proposition for us and our customers. So specifically, if we can use technology to prevent some of those things happening in the first place, then actually a customer continue with, can continue with living their lives as, as they want to and they can stay in control. One of the most disruptive things for our customers is when something um, bad happens, when something uncertain occurs and really sort of knocks them off track. So we're hoping to be the company that actually can keep help people keep things on track and in a world of, of connectivity and sensors that's really a game changer because actually this kind of technology that that we've been talking about the leak detection and and, and the battery can enable us to enter the customer to um, get alerts before these things actually get bad and then we can we can help and intervene so it's a real game changer the insurance industry has been around for, for hundreds of years and this is really the time in which we can really shift that model to be one of being really proactive rather than just getting involved after the event. And, and we think that's pretty significant. So, Rule, just talk us through that from your perspective. How is the relationship going to work with Aviva? We're sitting in an Aviva office right now. They've obviously put a significant amount of money into the company, but you have other investors. So how does the relationship work? So as as I mentioned earlier, we were we are not experts in the in the insurance industry. Yeah, uh, insurance is new for us, and um, uh, but but we have figured out that the the value proposition, what we can bring to the insurance industry and to the insurance customers, the policyholders, is really a win 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 here. And so when I when I was building the company, when I when I look at investors, when I look at partners, when I look at customers, I really want to bring that that brain trust together and align all the interests so that when we think about new products, when we think about our roadmap, when, when we think about refining our product solutions, I really want to have the, the best brains, the best, uh, best and the brightest in the industry uh, uh, focused on it. And so having um, insurance companies and, and really the most advanced uh, uh, thinking uh, insurance companies like an Aviva um, uh, be involved with uh, Roost is very critical uh, to me. And and it, because it's a partnership, yeah, we we don't um, will never claim to be the experts uh, here on uh, on on insurance, but we we bring a certain piece to the to the table, and it's by working together closely 
um, Aviva here uh, in the UK as we uh, uh, branch further into uh, uh, Europe. We have uh, strong partnerships in the uh, uh, in North America and the US as well with companies like USAA, uh, Desjardins. Um, so we, we basically are partnered with uh, a number of the most forward-looking insurance companies uh, to, to help us define what that product should look like, to help us define what that roadmap should look like. And to give you ideas about, like, the, with the with the water leak uh, Absolutely. detector. Absolutely. And then, um, Ben, from your point of view, do you like working with companies like Roost because they make stuff, and Aviva isn't a company that gen- generally makes hardware, makes things you can pick up? Is that is that quite an attraction for you to work with companies that actually build something you can pick up? Well, we we like working with Roost for more reasons than stuff, but y- yes, you make, you make you make a good point. There's a technical term. Yeah, stuff's good. Stuff's good. Yeah, we're we're not a a manufacturer of hardware, and we're unlikely to ever be. So we like working with companies that share a similar outlook, share similar values, and can see a future. Um, in this case, the the insurance future where those two capabilities come together on on their side the stuff and on our side we're we're experts in pricing and underwriting and we have we have millions of customers so it's a really good combination of of skill sets very complementary and actually we also like working with with Roos because of their approach to design and development and the speed at which they work and you know the vision and ambition that that they have this is our first investment in in the US and and that's quite sig- significant for us we've We've, we've made most of our investments to date in the UK. And the, the reason I mention that is because they also bring a, a different view. Um, work out, they work out of, of Silicon Valley, which is a very fast-moving, technology-driven ecosystem. And it, it's great for us to be part of that. Um, we learn a lot from, from them, and hopefully they learn a lot from us. And, Rule, just a, a final point. What brought you to the stage where you, you've developed you know, smart batteries and... and um smart water leak detectors. What's your background? How did you get to this point? Um, I I think they call it now a serial entrepreneur, but once you've been a founder, an entrepreneur, started a company before, um, in essence, you become unemployable. Um, So you basically, the only choice you have is so come up with something new to uh, uh, and 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 uh, and work on that, you know. So um, last company, I'm I, unemployable, but for very different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> the last company I started was a uh, a Wi-Fi semiconductor company. So we actually designed some of the lowest power, uh, most cost-effective uh, Wi-Fi chips uh, in the world. You can find them in remote controls that uh, work with Roku products, uh, Amazon Fire TV, uh, Vizio TVs, and 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 so forth. Um, and uh, uh, so I I was part of the uh, uh, Wi-Fi industry, uh, we developed some of the um, uh, new technology around Wi-Fi Direct, point-to-point uh, Wi-Fi. And sold that company in uh, late 2012 to uh, Atmel Corporation. Um, and then once we uh, had that liquidity event, stayed around for about 18 months, but really thinking about what I was going to do next. And um, after long thinking, and uh, this became a logical next step. And I always just wonder with people, people like yourself, when you're walking around the street or having dinner out with friends and family, are you one of these people who looks around and suddenly sees something, oh, I could fix that, I could make that better, and then suddenly you're gone and they don't see you again for a few weeks as you, as you draw up plans for trying to make something, improve something? Yeah, my, my situation is slightly worse than that. Uh, so my, uh, both my wife and I, we're both from Belgium, but we've now been in, in Silicon Valley for more than 20 years. 
Um, and the last company actually started together with my wife. Uh, so we were, uh, she was the uh, technical brains uh, behind the company. Uh, and so she now has started uh, another company uh, herself as well. So within the family, there is not a lot of uh, uh, so th this kind of thinking on how do you go fix stuff. That's just the dinner conversations. And the family lives all 6,000 miles away. So we really can focus on this kind of uh, uh, crazy stuff. That's it for this edition of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you uh, to my guests, Rule Peters uh, from Roost and Ben Luckett from Aviva Ventures. And if you'd like to know more about what Aviva is doing in digital, you can visit the website digital.aviva.com.